You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. All right, Impact. How's everybody feeling this 2019? Ooh, nice. Yeah, all right. Guys, we're so glad y'all are here. If it's your first time ever to Impact, we really want to say welcome. We really hope that you enjoy yourself tonight uh, and you stick around after the message for the VIP experience right up front. But first, guys, we're in a new series known as New Year, New You. And to start, I'm going to go ahead and ask you all a question. Maybe you guys have been there before, but let's see here. We're talking about comfort zones tonight. Has anybody ever felt like they were out of their comfort zone? Yes, comfort zone, we're talking about like a place where you feel at home, where you feel natural, you can be yourself. You know, you're confident in yourself. You feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? You feel good. You guys have been there before, out of your comfort zone, embarrassed, scared, worried, nervous, stinky, because you start sweating, right? It's like a, a really, really awkward, terrible place to be. Uh, and that happened to me one time. I want to share it with you guys. I was in college, uh, and I came home from Memorial Day weekend, and I went to Baden Lake. We got any Baden Lakers in here? Woo! Yeah, all right. We got two strong. That's right. Okay, good, good. Baden Lake, guys, we were down there, and I was down there with some of my friends, and my friends, they really have a nice boat. You know, their parents are out there driving the boat around, and I like to ride in the boat with them. Now, a little backstory though. I grew up going to the beach. I never really went to the lake as a kid. Any, any other beach bums in here, beachgoers? Yes, yeah, I'm talking about, right? I grew up, I was a beach fan. That's what I pretty much did. So all my friends, they used to, you know, they're like, hey, let's go to Baden Lake for Memorial Day. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Cool, we'll go. And we're out on the boat, we're going around, and um, I start tubing. Any tubing fans in here? Yes, there you go, right? I don't know what it was, but I felt like I was like a Super Bowl MVP of tubing, right? Like I was literally the first kid out there in the water every time. And I literally say kid, and I was probably the MVP because the only other people that would tube were all my boys, like their friends, little brothers and sisters, right? Because they're like, I'm not tubing, that's for kids. I'm like, well, I'm going tubing because that's what I'm about to do, right? So I'd be out there, you know, and everybody else on the boat would be up there with the Capri Suns and their orange slices, you know. And I'm back there with them like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, Mr. Jones, are we, can we go tubing one more time? Everybody else, yeah, let's go tubing. All my friends are at the front of the boat looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, dude, what are you doing trying to go tubing? I'm like, it's fun. It's easy. And the reality was I did not want to go wakeboarding. I, I don't know if you might hear wakeboards, but... I went to the beach growing up, so I boogie boarded, which meant you laid on your stomach, and you would kick your feet. Wakeboarding, you know, I'm a little bit tall. I've never seen Frankenstein on a wakeboard before, but six foot seven on a wakeboard, like, it probably wouldn't work out well, right? So I was trying to do everything I possibly could to stay in my comfort zone, which was the easy tubing. And, like, I was tubing, like, literally for hours, and I had a great time. My friends were like, let's go wakeboarding. I was like, dude, I don't know what it is, man, but, like, I think my hands, my forearms are just... They're so sore from holding so tight to the tube, uh, I don't think I can wakeboard. Like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. I'm sorry, man. And then another one asked me, said, come on, let's go too. I was like, dude, I'm good. I'm enjoying my orange slices and my Capri Sun. I'm fine. I'm not going wakeboarding. No, thank you. And then what's worst is the parents started talking to me. Now, if you guys have been there before, if you're hanging out with a group of your friends and your parents aren't around, and all of a sudden their parents, you're like, oh, no, go ahead and get on the wakeboard. You'll do great, Chris. And I'm like, yeah, uh, Mr. Jones, really, please just quiet up, dude. I'm not getting on this wakeboard. I can't do it. I'm too tall. Trust me. It'll be bad. Before I knew it, I am out in the lake, like literally just dangling out there. I feel like a wet kitten out there in the water. 
and I had this little vest on, a life vest, and I had this board that's supposed to be between my feet, and I'm supposed to push it whenever the boat starts pulling me, and you just pop up. And I'm like, what, pop up like a frog? They're like, yeah, just like a frog. And I'm like, okay, sure. Everybody else is doing it fine. And guys, this is what I was worried about for me. Like, out of my comfort zone, as a wet cat in Baden Lake, I was worried something like this might happen. Check it out. Yeah, it's not good. Ooh. Yeah, all the guys, all of a sudden, you guys are just, oh, breathing hard right now. Right. And girls are like, that's hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's not. This junk is real. Okay. Hey, let me tell you something. I was so worried I'd be out of my comfort zone, I'd look like one of those guys. But guess what? I was so far out of my comfort zone, I didn't even get up on the board. Literally, you see these guys, they were doing flips, going backwards, this way and that. I literally was, <laughs> I was like trying to pop up on the board like a frog, like this, dangling on the ground, right, in the water. And what I would do is I'm laying there, I'm like this, just waiting, waiting to pop up. I'm not popping up. The boat is not pulling me up. So I end up dragging face first through the water. The board's behind me like 30 yards, and I'm just dragging, just like this. Like Superman, right, just going through the water. And everybody on the boat's like, hey, what happened? You're supposed to be up. And I was like, yeah, dude, I know. Thanks a lot. Mr. Jones is like, let's, let's bring it around another time. I'm like, no, dude, please. All right, you know, the boat's all the way down there. Everybody's laughing. I hear like, mm-bop playing, mm-bop, nap, do what? Because I don't know why they're listening to that in the boat, right? But it was just the craziest thing. And it went like that for probably about what to me felt like an eternity, but it was probably about 45 or 50 minutes straight. I probably drank a gallon and a half of Baden Lake water, which was terrible. Trust me, it came up both ways for the next day and a half. It was not a good experience for me. I was so far out of my comfort zone. But I will tell you this, eventually, eventually, a really, really long time, I was finally able to pop up, and I wakeboarded. Now... Like I said, I was, I'm 6'7", so I'm really tall to wakeboard. I feel like when I was wakeboarding, I was probably about 4'3". I was like as low as possible, like, please don't fall, please don't fall, please don't fall, right? And I popped up, and before I knew it, it was so cool. I was looking around, like all my, all my friends, little brothers and sisters were on the boat with their Capri Suns, like, yeah, good job. I'm like, yeah, I got it, dude, but I, I couldn't take a hand off the wave because I didn't want to fall, right? I was finally wakeboarding. Now, some of y'all are like, dude, you didn't even move like to the wake or do any handlebar exchanges or flips. No, I did not. I rode back as close as possible to my dock, and then I dropped off. And that was pretty much in the boat for me, right? Comfort zones. Guys, we've all been there before. I don't know what your comfort zone might be, right? But as we jump into 2019, I want to challenge y'all when it comes to this thing known as a comfort zone. Guys, 2019 is a new year. You have an opportunity to be a completely new you. Hey, I get it. A lot of us, I want to stay on that, I want to stay on that boat as long as possible and never try to wakeboard. But dude, if I wouldn't have gone for it, I'd have always wondered. I missed such a great experience. Now, as we talk about comfort zones tonight, I want to challenge you on this. All right, I want to challenge y'all with the one comfort zone that is going to be the most important thing a hundred years from now in your life. I absolutely guarantee it. This comfort zone that I want y'all to overcome and step out of and jump out of into Baden Lake like a wet cat, okay? I guarantee it is the most important comfort zone you will ever experience in your life. 
Now, it's not anything to do with family. Some of y'all are like, yeah, I'm, I love your mom and dad too, okay? I'm not, I'm not ragging parents. It has nothing to do with school. Some of you are like, yes, school doesn't matter. No, school does matter, okay? I'm getting claps. Gosh. It has nothing to do with relationships. Some of you are all like, oh. <laughs> Guys, it has nothing to do with your job. I know, you need gas money. What we're talking about tonight, the comfort zone that matters the most, I want to challenge you guys to step out of, to jump out of, is your relationship with Jesus Christ. In 2019, as we get going with a brand new year, a brand new chance for you to start over, start fresh, hit the reset button on your life. That's really what it is, y'all. I mean, you guys are middle school and high school. You have such a great opportunity right now to jump out of your comfort zone with your relationship with Jesus. Hey, some of y'all might be in here tonight, and you might say, you know, dude, I've got a great relationship with Jesus. Me and him, like, we're tight. You know, I pray every day. I've got this great Bible plan on the uh, Bible app, a wonderful devotional. You know, my small group leader helps me. That's wonderful. Guys, but what we're going to talk about tonight is great for you because we want that to continue to get better, not just now. Right? We want it to continue to stay strong throughout the entire year. Some of us in here tonight, you've been a Christian for a long time, and you just feel like there's a lot of distance. You feel like this God that you were so close with at big stuff, right, and that you were so tight with and everything was so great, man, some things have not worked out your way, and now you feel like there is so much space, and you just feel lonely, and you don't know what to do with your future. You don't know what to do next in your life, and you feel like this God, I, I don't know where I am with you. I don't know how to get back to you. I don't know how I got lost. Hey, if that's you, what we're talking about, it's so important for you right here as we kick off the New Year, New Year series. Hey, and some of y'all might be here, and you might be like, well, dude, I know about Jesus. I know about God. I just don't want a relationship with him. I'm not ready for that now. I'll do that after college. I'll do that when I get married, when I have kids. Yeah, good luck with that, right? But I want to challenge you as well to listen, because what we're going to talk about will help you right now, and it will save you from so much heartache and pain and junk in your life. And for others of us who are here, and you've never really Heard about God and you, this is your first time? Welcome. We hope you have a wonderful time. We hope you enjoy this, right? And we really, really hope that you, uh, you listen to what we are talking about tonight in this series. Now, hey, for everybody in this room, I want you guys just to know this, regardless of where you are in your walk and your journey with God, this is uh, something that we are talking about, you know, as a team and thinking about. And this would be a really, really cool focus. I wish I would have had this in middle school or high school, right? And it's this. Check out this slide here. Jesus wants to be your fresh start. And your new you in 2019. You might be like, hold on, what? Like me personally? Yeah, Jesus wants to be your fresh start right now in your life. I don't care about your past. I don't care about those relationships. I don't care about what happened in middle school or elementary school when you peed the bed, right? Or you peed the bus because you fell asleep in the morning. Like, that would be terrible. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. That would be really embarrassing. All right. Guys, all that stuff from the past doesn't matter. He wants to be your fresh start right now and your new you in 2019. You know, when we follow Christ, we become a new being. And it's awesome because if you have Jesus in your heart, that's what we are right now. Hey, and wherever you are right now, as we get ready to jump into some scripture, I just want you to know that our God loves you. He has a plan for you. He's for you, right? And he wants to be your new you this year. So let's talk about our comfort zones here. All right, now, the disciples. You guys all know the disciples Right, Jesus is like small group, basically, is kind of like what we like to call him. It was his closest friends, his closest followers. Everywhere Jesus went, the disciples were, boom, right there with him. Right, and they loved to hang out and be around him and spend time with him. Now, 
before they were disciples, you guys know the occupations of these disciples, like what their jobs were? They work at Sheets or at Cookout or Chipotle. Chipotle! Do they work in those places? Yes. All right. Well, I guess that's what the crafts is. I, I love that. Okay. That would be really nice if they did. Uh, what, what was one of their jobs? You guys know? Yeah, carpenter. Yeah, like uh, working with the crafts and the trades. Wonderful. Fishermen. Yeah, there's a lot of fishermen. A really nice, wonderful smelling job, I'm sure. And there was one other one that we know for a fact. Uh, Matthew was one of these. I heard it earlier over here. Tax collector. Yeah, somebody who would go and love to just rip people off and take advantage of getting extra money, you know. Money, money, money. Yes. Hey, these disciples had their lives completely planned out in their own head until all of a sudden they met Jesus. And they had a fresh start, a new you, right? Everything was over. It wasn't a new year for them, right? But they started finally to follow him. Hey, and for some of us in here, maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time, but you haven't really jumped all the way in. This is where I want to talk to you guys, because I want to encourage you, okay? Because as we jump here in the book of Matthew, the disciples have been following Jesus for a really long time, right? Do you think everything was fine with the disciples? Do you think they ever doubted Jesus, like the Son of God? Like they know that Jesus is in charge of all things. He's my comfort zone. Wherever he goes, I'll be fine. I'm not worried. We would think that would be the case, Right, Because, I mean, they were literally hanging out with Jesus. They didn't have to close their eyes and pray to him and hope that he hears them. And check out what happens here in the book of Matthew, chapter 14. This was right after the miracle when Jesus fed 5,000, which is really about 15,000 today, with the loaves and the fish. You guys know this miracle, right? I love to think of Jesus like he was sitting there with five loaves and uh, literally two fish. And all of a sudden, he probably was like Thanos and snapped his fingers and then just fish was for everybody be really cool or it could be like rainy and cloudy with a chance of fish and loaves I don't know but somehow this 15,000 people crowd all got food and guess who passed the food out to everybody the disciples right these disciples who were so comfortable with Jesus they thought everything was fine with Jesus they took the bread that he got from wherever he could have brought it out of his ear I don't know where he got the bread and the fish right but he brought it and he gave it to everybody these disciples these disciples these disciples were the ones who took it and passed it out to the crowd it's really cool disciples that's something that's uh that's the uh new 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 age translation okay and it's great because Jesus takes these disciples and after the crowd is done, he's telling the crowd to leave, and he goes up the mountain to pray. He tells the disciples to go out in the boat. He says, go out in the boat, and I'll come and see you guys later. So the disciples, most of them were, what was that occupation you guys said? They were, I got me a marlin. They were fishermen. Yes. Yeah, marlin, deep sea. Okay, don't worry about it. Okay. And they tell them to go out in the boat. So these, these I mean, you would assume, again, they're in their comfort zone. They're fine. They're going out in a boat, and... All of a sudden at 3 a.m., this storm pops up. And check out what happens here. It gets pretty crazy. We're in Matthew 14, uh, verses 25 through 26 here. It says, about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, toward the disciples out there in a boat, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, is it a ghost? So all of a sudden, like, they're good with Jesus, they're tight with Jesus, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden, they see this ghost pop up, you know, with all his heavenly dimensions and everything else going his way, right? And just like, I feel like if Jesus wasn't just walking on water, he was probably like moonwalking on the water. You know he was having some style with it. Let's just be real. Jesus had a lot of style. So he's probably just having fun, and they're like, 
what in the world is going on here? Like, who is that? The disciples were freaking out. They think it's a ghost. They're gone from their comfort zone, right? They completely forgot about this Jesus who did all these awesome things, who fed all these loaves and all these fish to 15,000 people. And let's keep going with the story. Jesus speaks to him and he says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. The Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior. Yeah, that's me, Yahweh. Yes, this is, this is who I am. I'm here. You guys are fine. You're good. Disciples are good, right? Back in their comfort zone. They're good. Oh, okay, it's Jesus. Guys, it's cool. It's cool. You know, Thomas was probably like running crazy, hiding his head at the front of the boat somewhere, you know. And Matthew's probably counting his money downstairs like, I know we're going down. I know we're going down. Oh, I shouldn't have ripped that lady off, man. I feel so bad, right? They were just losing their mind. And they say, hey, guys, it's good. Jesus is here. They thought everything was fine. Well, Peter's the one who speaks up. Peter, one of the leaders of the disciples, and this is what Peter says. Peter called to Jesus. He calls out. He shouts, you know, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Walking on the water. Peter's like, all right, if this is Jesus, dude, I'm going out in this water to find him. Like, I want to walk right to him. I might try and moonwalk or slide. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might do the electric slide. I don't know what's going to happen. But I want to go and see Jesus on this water. What does Jesus say? Yeah, come on. I got you. Come on. Come on out here. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Hey, I lo- like if I could ever, man, go back in time and get Doc Brown in our time machine and the DeLorean, you know, if you guys don't know what movie Back to the Future, y'all really have to fix your life for a little bit, okay? Take time this weekend. Watch all three of them. They're fantastic. Okay, McFly? You guys will love it. If I could go back in time, though, and watch like a YouTube clip or like an Instagram story that just got crazy, it would be this right here. I feel like Peter would just be like, all right, it's Jesus. Hey, guess what? I'm hopping over. I'm over the side of the boat. I'm walking to him out here in this water. Everything's good. Peter all of a sudden is like back in his comfort zone. Here's Jesus. But guess what? Peter started to struggle with here. Peter started to see those waves. Let's keep going with the next verse. When he saw the strong wind and the waves, Peter was terrified, and he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus says this back to him. Jesus immediately reaches out. He grabbed him. He said, dude, you've got so little faith. Why'd you doubt me? My whole life, I looked at this story with Peter, and I was like, dude, why did you doubt Jesus? (laughs) You just saw him do these awesome, incredible things. You've been following him so long. You were gliding across across, across the water. To him, me walking on water, like if I started walking on, like if you should, you walk on ice sometimes, you're like, oh, please don't fall. Peter's out there walking on water, and he's fine until he loses sight of Jesus, and he starts to doubt again, immediately falls back into this thing. And guys, for a lot of us right now, I think you might feel like Peter. I really do. I think some of y'all might have seen Jesus do amazing things in your life in 2018. Crazy things, radical, like things that you just couldn't even explain. Like all of a sudden this worked out for you and you're like, how how am I, like how did that happen? Only God could do that. And you guys remember it then, but now it's 2019. It's a new year and you're like, nah, that was so long ago, I already Forgot about it. I know in my own life, I've seen Jesus do so many incredible things with my wife, with my girls, you know, and 
I still find myself, just like Peter, starting to sink. Because I doubt him when a new problem pops up. Hey, y'all, in 2019, as a problem pops up your way, as something pops up your way, as a hurdle, a barrier, something that you were so afraid of, as it develops, because trust me, you're going to have those problems this year. Please don't forget what Jesus has done in the past for you. You can't. And even if you don't know what to do when this problem comes this year in 2019, what I really want you to do is this. The big challenge for y'all as we go into this year, I want you to step out of your boat. I really, I'm not talking no John boat, right? I'm not talking no Johnson and Johnson. I'm not talking no that. I'm talking about your comfort zone with Jesus. I want you guys to try your hardest to step out of that comfort zone and walk to him. You don't have to walk on water. Please don't try, okay? Let me get all these calls from lifeguards about what happened from impact students. Guys, you can step right out of your boat right now. Peter just jumped over the side. And you know what was so cool when Peter messed up? When Peter lost his trust after he's walking on water, Jesus is like, hey, come on, I got you. Hey, I'm going to grab you real quick, immediately where you are, and you're fine. I don't know what y'all are going through right now. I have no idea, and I'm so sorry you're going through it because I know that you're in all different levels of highs and lows. But this year, please do not be afraid to jump out of that boat just like Peter did. You might ask a question and say, what in the world, how do I do that? How do I literally jump out of my comfort zone? I have so much anxiety. I have so much depression. You don't know what's going on with my family, my parents, and the divorce, and Man, losing my family member over Christmas break was just so tough. I, how, how can I jump out of my boat? How do I jump out of my comfort zone and trust this Jesus? How do I do that? The best way you can do it right now, exactly where you guys are, you can depend on him. You can depend on Jesus and know what happened in 2018, what happened in 2017. When he has worked before in your life, guys, he's going to do it again. 2019 is a new year. It is an opportunity to be a new you. But guys, there's an opportunity to remind yourselves that you can trust and you can depend on Jesus. Some of y'all might be like, yeah, but I've seen too much, man. Like, I've seen so many things happen with my friends and it just doesn't make sense. Like, in, in accidents and in problems and drugs and parties and all this. Like, if this Jesus was really real, right, then why are all these things happening? And I'm sorry, you know what, I don't have an answer for that. But you know the best person you can trust with that? It is Jesus. And if anybody would understand, it'd be him. Because when you hurt, he hurts. And another way to even like tone this down for you guys, a more simple version for y'all as we go out in 2019 and we get ready, new year, new you, it's going to be this. You're going to depend on Jesus, but a better way to do it, call on Jesus. Just call on my name. No, no, no. Yeah. See, it's funny, right? But seriously, what was so cool about that story? When Peter said, hey, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come out here. He calls, he shouts out to him. Y'all, when Jesus went to the cross and he came back, we're able to call on him at all times, even if we don't have service, even if your phone is dead. Some of y'all got new phones for Christmas. Woo. Guys, you don't need a cell phone. You don't need to be face-to-face because when Jesus went to the cross and he came back, he sent his spirit to be with us at all times, which meant we have him whenever we want, and we can just call on him.
Hey, so I want to wrap up with a story. Um, this year we did have a lot of changes, uh, my wife and I, with our second little girl, Everly, and she's doing wonderful, and it's so much fun having Everly and uh, seeing, oh, thank you. Thank you all very much. <laughs> yeah, Everly's a trip. It's, I will tell you this, you know, as, as parents, you never know how much God loves you until you have a kid. Y'all better not know that for about 15 or 20 years, okay? But leaders, you guys could relate with that for sure. But what's really cool, guys, is, is having Iris now as a big sister, 19 months. And what's crazy is Iris, you know, she struggles being a big sister, not the attention on her all the time, you know. And there's one thing that she really, really loves right now. Like, she's all about it. She depends on it, and she calls on it all the time. Every morning when we wake up, Iris, I don't, it, it's... It's just like a constant. Her comfort zone right now, I don't know what it is. You can ask my wife. Tootie. It's our labradoodle. It, oh. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Like, I will be so happy when Iris wakes up in the morning, and I swoop in there to go and see her and get her. And guess what Iris is saying? Oodie. 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 And it's so funny because Hootie like opens his eyes in the other room and he's like, oh no. <laughs> right? She's coming to get me. But every morning it's a constant. Hootie. Hootie. And then when we start screaming at Hootie because he's running around chasing cats, Hootie! Hootie! And then she says, hey Hootie! Hootie! It's like her constant. And she depends on it regardless. For whatever reason, Hootie has become our oldest daughter's comfort zone. And the coolest thing is when she's upset, when she's crying, when we're changing a stinky diaper, like the one thing that seems to mellow her out for me is I'm like, hey, where's Hootie? Let's get Hootie in here. Come on, Hootie. And he comes in. And Iris will Hootie, Hootie. And she gets so happy. Hey, I know this is just a 19-month-old beautiful little girl and a really wonderful spoiled labradoodle. But I think it's beautiful that the thing that is her comfort zone right now in this season of her life is Hootie. And she depends on him, and she calls on him all the time. And I think for a lot of us right now, whatever season you're in, wherever you are, man, what if you had an opportunity to just say, hey, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, help me. Jesus, I've got so many things going on right now, I don't know how to face them by myself. Just I need to depend on you. Help me depend on you. I want to call on you. Don't sing like I sing, but just call on him because he's with us at all times. Christians, that's our responsibility. If you're a follower of him, you've asked him in your heart, he's always with you. I don't care how far you've drifted or how alone you feel or where you are right now or what you've done. If you ask Jesus into your heart and into your life in 2019, man, depend on him and call on him because he will be there. When you have that moment, and you don't know what to do or what's going to happen next. Jesus, help me out. Just help me out with it. I can't do it without you. And if you're still not really sure about this whole God thing, man, being a Christian doesn't mean that everything is perfect, that life will work out simple. You will still have problems. You will still have hard times. But you will have a God and a Savior that is with you to carry you through those times. And when you fall and you start sinking because we have doubts, just like he did for Peter, he's going to immediately grab you and wrap you up in his arms. 
2019, new year, new you. Let's try and depend on call on Jesus a little bit more. I promise you, you won't regret it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all these uh, incredible middle and high school students, God, and just all that you're doing in their lives. It's, it's so awesome to see um, the plans that you are already unfolding with them. God, I pray for them right now. I pray for uh, the students who feel distant from you. They feel space from you. I pray that they can call on you right now exactly where they are, and they can depend on you. God, I know it won't happen overnight. I know it takes time. I know it takes trust. But I pray that our students can jump out of their boats and out of their comfort zones to come back to you. God, I pray for the students here tonight who still aren't really sure about fully having a relationship with you. God, I pray that they will have the confidence, man, to go for it and to jump out of their comfort zone, regardless of what their friends or people might think. God, and that they can truly trust and depend and call on you. We're so thankful for your son, Jesus, who allows all these things to be possible. God, and we pray that in 2019, we can be new in you and we can be found right here with you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.